Horror Riders Podcast, episode number 30. Hey guys, Zach here. I just wanted to take a second before we got started to let everyone know that my co-host, Jay Thorne, has a brand new book out this week. It's called Risen Gods, and it was co-written with best-selling thriller author J.F. Penn. I had the pleasure of reading an advanced copy of the book and can tell you that it's a smart, non-stop thrill ride that you won't be able to put down. It's an awesome mix of dark fantasy, thriller, and historical fiction, beautifully blending the two author style into one fantastic novel. Risen Gods is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, and Kobo. Just search Risen Gods J. Thorne, or you can click on the link in the show notes. with two horror authors discussing all things in the world of horror. I'm your co-host, Zach Bohannon, and with me, as always, is Jay Thorne. Say hello, Jay. What's up, Zach? Hey, man. How you doing? Great. How about yourself? I'm good. Looks like it's getting a little hot in there. A little bit. Yeah, a little warm. <laughs> Today, we are talking about a uh, the difference between um, horror that you can see and what you can't see um so to frame that a little bit what i mean is like you know some an example of something that you can see uh would be like a like a monster or like a slasher movie and something that is unseen would be kind of like a paranormal um type movie or book um this is a really interesting topic um i know that uh uh jay is I know you're real big on the unseen and a lot of the stuff that you write, a lot of the dark fantasy stuff uh, has a lot of that paranormal um, kind of demonic uh, thing going on. And and to me, that's really hard to write and you do it so well. Um, I had a little bit of that in my novel lines of the devil um, had, had a lot of kind of what you can't see in this guy who's possessed. And, um, and, and so I know this is something that you're really, really good at. Um, so, so why don't you tell tell me? So, I guess first off, even though I kind of spoiled this answer, um, so so which one to you is scarier, the seen or the unseen? Well, thanks thanks for the compliments, by the way, to start. Uh, and and I will also say that I enjoy both elements of horror. So i I can enjoy a slasher movie, and I can enjoy a paranormal uh, movie just as well. So I, I like them both. What's scarier? Uh, that's that's a tough question. Um, for me, and this is just me, I think for me, sort of the unseen is scarier. And part of that has to do with the way I'm wired. So I, you know, I've I've made, I haven't hidden anything. I've basically said, you know, I I, I quit drinking. I had you know issues with alcohol when I was younger. Um, I've I've struggled with anxiety most of my life, and. So I think for someone like me who uh, lives in their head a lot, which is not a great thing, um, like the, the, the sort of the fears and the things that you create in there um, are really terrifying. And I'm, I'm making light of this. I'm not making fun of Hugh Howie, but I, I'm, I'm mentioning this story because I can relate to it. So recently on Facebook, he posted something that he had like a little mole or something 
uh, on, on like under his arm and he's and he, he, he I'm, I'm paraphrasing but it was basically like yeah i had this mole and it was cancerous and it already metastasized in my brain and i'm and i'm dying and like and he was making a joke of it and it was like benign but like i i was like i'm right there like that happens to me all the time like i get a cough i have lung cancer i have a headache i have a brain tumor and so this is kind of a this is kind of a neurotic way of saying that for me the unseen is is really frightening because my imagination and my anxiety spirals off into this place this very dark place uh and and so i and i think that's why i write that kind of stuff too because i think in a way it's it's my own it's my own therapy so i'm more frightened by that stuff but i, I will say i'm not necessarily more entertained by it like i i can enjoy the the, the seen and the unseen equally but as far as why i write it that's kind of where I am. So uh, what are your thoughts on it? Um, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I really enjoy both. I mean, my, my first introduction into horror was through the scene, um, you know, it was through the old slasher movies. Um, I remember, you know, being a kid and, and, and be flipping through the TV and, you know, it'd be fall and uh, like Halloween four or something would be on. And, and I, I would, I remember sitting there watching and, uh, and, uh, and just waiting for Michael Myers to come on the screen. And then I would turn away cause I was terrified. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, there's actually a funny story when I was a kid, my dad took me to a wax museum and, uh, and we came across, uh, a Freddy Krueger wax figure and Freddy Krueger was like the one slasher that I wasn't scared of. Um, but I, but Jason and Michael Myers terrified me. So like the rest of the time I kept thinking we were going to come across, um, uh, like a, a Jason statue or Michael Myers. And my dad ended up taking me out of an emergency exit because I was like about to have a conniption fit. <laughs> um, so there's a little, little backstory for, it. but, uh, so when I was younger, it was definitely like, you know, was, was that stuff. But as I grew older, um, you know, the, the stuff that you can't see, um, really kind of started to mess me a little bit when I, you know, kind of came into my own and stuff. And, uh, and for, for me, you know, I think it all kind of changed when I saw the exorcist. Um, to me, the exorcist is probably the scariest movie of all time. Um, and, and, and a lot of it is because of that stuff that you can't see. Um, you know, obviously they did a really good job making Reagan look all kinds of creepy and, and obviously doing insane stuff and all that. Um, and, and I've, and unfortunately I've never read the book. Um, I actually have it and I've been wanting to start it. Oh, you have um, to read it. But, but I've heard the book does a, a, a really, really good job, um, of, of about really exploring the stuff that you can't see, mm -hmm. um, a, a lot more in it, it because it's not just trying to be real controversial, kind of like the movie was where, you know, she's stabbing herself and places we won't mention and saying and all that, all that bad stuff. But this uh, is a family show after all. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. It definitely is a family show. You know, we don't want to alienate, you know, the, the four-year-olds watching. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, but so for me, I've kind of come into a, come into a place where, uh, where it, it's, it's, I, I enjoy both, but I think especially like the possession movies and stuff, um, you know, I, I just watched, uh, The Conjuring a, a few weeks ago for the first time. Um, and, and, you know, that movie, definitely had some of those elements in it where it was just it was just this creeping death that you couldn't see um and uh and it, it was it's scary you know that stuff is messes me a lot um well, yeah and i would i would add too that um there's 
there has to be a manifestation of the unseen. Mm-hmm. That that's for me, that's sort of like the the requirement. If you're gonna if you're gonna frighten with something you can't see, something paranormal, uh there it some way that you can otherwise it's kind of empty so of course yeah so when we're saying unseen i think what we mean is maybe undefined uh yeah. but like the possession movies are the perfect example of the blend of the two like the exorcist even the freddy krueger movies like i was you know, gonna say Nightmare that on Elm yeah. Street, like for me because the unseen is like the dream world but yet freddy comes out of that so yeah. so in a way it's both and so I think if you can, whether it's a movie or a book, I think if you can take the unseen and you can manifest it in a way that's physical, then you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, agree. And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I was actually going to bring up because it was, uh, you know, you're you're right. It was that's such a great mix of both because it's obviously it's a campy slasher film, but there's this whole psychological element to that movie that you know you didn't get out of Friday the Thirteenth or. Uh, Maybe the first Friday the 13th a little bit. That would probably be a good example, too, because, you know, you really don't see what's going on through that whole movie and who the killer right. is. Um, but but for the most part, you know, uh, with with those those movies, you know, as they went on, you know, it wasn't just some some guy coming in, hacking and slashing. I mean, you know, the scene in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, where, uh, uh, you know, the girl comes off the bed and everything and, you know, the first major kill in the movie. I mean, it's, you know, that stuff, it's, it's creepy, you know? Um, another good example would be Jaws, you know, uh, Jaws kind of has those elements too, where, um, you know, you, you know, it's a shark (laughs) and, but, but you don't really, you don't see it till a good way through the movie. And then the first time, you know, they show that, they show that shark where, uh, where Roy Schneider is sitting there throwing out the, the stuff into the water and he just pops up for a second. Um, you're just like, Oh, holy shit. You know? Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean that, that's, that's a, that's a really, 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 really good example too. Um, but I can imagine too, um, you know, just writing that stuff has got to be difficult. Um, you, you know, but you do such a good job of it. I mean, um, I mean, what would you say, you know, not to get into too much writing craft here, but I, I think this is interesting and it goes with this conversation, but, you know, from that standpoint, I mean, what would you say are some of the, the things you kind of, I don't know how to ask it, like, uh, look out for when you're writing that stuff or, I mean, I mean, how do you do it? I guess what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know entirely. I would say, if I had to try and define the process, I would almost describe it as a physical illness. At least that's how I approach it as a writer. I, uh, I take a character who's, who appears to be pretty healthy or normal on the surface, and it probably is so in the, in the beginning, and then I slowly corrupt that character. And I, uh, I, I'll drop in hints or characters will say things that are not consistent with who they are. Uh, and, and, and you know what, that's bitten me in the ass too. So I, I'll be totally forthright and honest here and say, some people have said they, they quit reading my books cause they can't identify with the character. They can't root for the character and that's totally legitimate. And, and I recognize that and I, I try and work on that. But my goal when I do that is to plant the seed that like this person looks normal, but there's a whole lot going on behind the scenes and, and you're going to start to get a taste of it and it's going to get worse and it's going to get uncomfortable uh, so I think in a very general sense, in creating that type of situation, I really do view it as an illness. So you start to see symptoms that will then 
eventually blow up <laughs> in one shape or another towards the end. I don't know. Does that does that make yeah. uh, if that answers your question or not? But are there are so we kind of talked about a few movies, um, but are there any examples you could give in fiction, like in writing, as far as books, as far as you know, stuff that kind of influenced you to write like that, or stuff that you think is is a really good example of what we're talking about? Oh. You know, I'm not not off the top of my head. Uh, I think it's more prevalent in in on the screen. I think it's easier to do yeah. in television and movies than it is in prose. So, um, you know, really, the Dark Tower is probably my single biggest influence as a writer. Mm. And anyone that's yeah. read my Portal Arcane series will will recognize that. Uh, but but it doesn't always work. So, like as you were as you were mentioning examples, one one situation where I thought it didn't work was uh, the TV show Lost. I don't know if you watched Lost, but I I, um, I no. bailed on it, and I you know I bailed pretty deep in. I I think maybe three or four seasons in. I don't remember exactly. I was watching it in real time as it was being produced, and I got to a point where they weren't showing any cards. Like they weren't. I didn't get enough. Like there was uh, there was definitely all of these unseen threats, whether it was the island, whether it was these people's memories, their whatever this happened to be. And I, it wasn't, it didn't start to manifest in any way. And I just quit. So uh, I'm not saying it's a bad show and I, maybe someday I'll go back and watch the rest of it. And uh, people love Lost and it was some great writing and it was really unique and highly character driven, but that unseen didn't go anywhere. So I think that's an example of where it doesn't quite work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, uh, I never watched that show, but I, I, you're not the first person I've heard say that. Um, and, and I think that show kind of, from what I understand, kind of trailed off too, as far as, you know, it, it went longer than it was supposed to, um, you know, which might be, I know what the ending is and that's part of the reason why I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah. So, and, I, and there um, was one moment too, and I, I'll be, this definitely influenced me. I remember there was Stephen King said something about the show. Like he challenged the writers to end it, end the story where it was supposed to end. Uh, because really at that time, what was happening is it was getting a lot of, uh, a lot of attention and the network wanted to sign them on for like four seasons or something. And, and, and King came out and said like, end it where it's supposed to end it. And I didn't, I don't think they did. And, and that's one of the reasons why I bailed is because I felt like they were, they were kind of cashing in and, and the story dragged on far too long. Yeah. That's why, uh, you know, like Breaking Bad is probably one of the best shows ever because they had five seasons. They told their story. They got out, you know, yes. um, which was and, great. And so. that's, that's a great example, too. So that's not even horror. But you take a look at, at what happened to Walter White and, uh, you know, mm. that's the unseen. And, and that guy had a sickness. And I'm not talking about the lung cancer. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. the, the cooking. Right. Like that guy had a sickness. And. And it, it manifested itself through all five seasons and it, and it came to a, it, it came to an incredible conclusion. And that is brilliant writing, whether that's a TV show or a book or movie. Yeah, I agree that, 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 that's a really good point. I mean, you know, cause it's just, you know, the basic human condition and how, you know, things can corrupt you. Um, you know, another great television show example of that, uh, a show that you and I both loved was Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, watching watching Jack's, you know, the the very slow decline of what happened to him, you know, um, and, and he obviously there were obviously things, you know, outside that were happening to him. 
Um, but a lot of it was, was inside his head, you know, and, and, and him and him realizing, you know, what kind of person he was and that he wasn't going to change, you know, yeah. we, we could do whole episodes on breaking bad and sons of anarchy. Maybe, maybe we're going to have to do that, but yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Like that's, uh, you know, like it's Jax wasn't infested with a demon, but he kind of was. <laughs> yeah. He, no, you're exactly right. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, he fought, he fought his own demons, you know, all the, all the stuff with his, uh, you know, him reading the journals from his dad and stuff and, and all that stuff. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, that great, great example of, of that in a non-horror setting. Yes. Um, um, but, but so going back to horror though, um, I mean, so what, what are would be some of your favorite examples of uh of unseen we'll, we'll stick with movies so what, what would be some of your examples of some of your favorite you know things you don't see uh coming movies well the 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 one that and i've blogged about this and i've talked about this a number of times the blair witch project is yeah. for me the the best movie that does that and i know it's a very polarizing film i know some people don't enjoy the found footage genre and i get that and but um, and even if you discount the timing, like when the, that was when the internet was just starting to be used for promotion and people weren't really sure if it was real or not. But yeah. you take, if you take all that out of it, the fact that you never see the Blair Witch is so powerful to me. And it's so much more frightening because I'm imagining, like I'm putting myself in those woods and I'm being pursued and I'm putting myself in that cabin and 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 so the the evil that I'm imagining is far worse than the CGI or the, you know, whatever they could yeah. put on the screen. So I think for me, the Blair Witch is is the best example of the unseen. So what's yours? Man, that's actually that's that's a really good that's actually a really good example. Um, you know, I, I remember when that movie came out. I mean, I was uh, I won't say how old I was because it'll just embarrass you. Um, but, uh, but, but I was young enough to think it was real. Um, <laughs> uh, seriously. I mean, I, I really was, of course, I also thought professional wrestling was real at the time. So it's not, um, maybe, <laughs> yeah, I think those dudes really do hate each other. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I thought forever, you know, that, uh, uh, whatever I'm now I'm getting off on a tangent, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, that's such a powerful example because, and I don't think that, you know, for me, it's probably the exorcist, um, just mm -hmm. because like I said, it's, it's, uh, even, even though there's a lot of visual there and you see the change in Reagan physically, um, there's still that whole unseen demon that's, you only see a flash of near the end of the movie. Right. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, the whole ending with the preacher and everything like mm -hmm. you, and, uh, but the Blair Witch is, is such a great example, um, because you, that movie, you literally, the whole, you never see the witch. Spoiler no, alert. I, I think if you're looking for a, a classic film, I think Poltergeist is a, is a I great was one. Say Poltergeist too, yeah. Yeah, and I think if you're looking for a more contemporary one, I would say like The Ring, would be a oh, you know that's a good one too. Yeah. So yeah, the the Ring is actually the Ring is a, is 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 a very very good one. Um, well, cool, man. Well, I don't I don't know if we should go into the scene because there's a lot more of those than <laughs> there are unseens. Uh, yeah, as, true. as far as as far as examples, we could be talking about that for a while. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, that the Blair Witch and Poltergeist are probably the two best examples. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, you got anything else to add on that or? No, I think uh, you know it's it's a really interesting topic, and I there's no right or wrong answer, and uh, 
So it's, it's, it's really cool. It's something great to think about. And as a fan of horror, um, you know, I can enjoy being frightened in any form. So it's really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, you know, give you, everyone listen out there, give your opinions to us in the comments. Um, you know, what, you know, some examples of, of movies that, you know, scare you, the scariest movies to you, or, you know, the scariest unseen movie or which one scares you more, the, you know, the jump out horror stuff or, you know, the, the creepy stuff you can't see, you know, let us know in the comments and, uh, and yeah, don't forget to subscribe, like us on Facebook, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah. So, well, thanks Jay, man. That was, that was awesome. And, yeah, it's uh, been fun, man. Thanks again. Absolutely. So, and we will see you guys next week on the horror rise podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the horror writers podcast. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, please feel free to leave us a comment. Subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube. If you like us, please leave us a review on iTunes. The Horror Writers Podcast can be found on the web at thehorrorwriterspodcast.com. All graphics provided by Johnny Diggs at diggscreative.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode.